Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. So this past week here at Casa de Hood, we had quite the, uh, quite the adventure. Last Thursday, we were getting ready to go play outside and, and I was sitting in front of our door and putting my shoes on. I was checking my emails to make sure there wasn't anything I needed to, to take care of before we played. And I look up real quick and I see my seven-year-old Grace holding her bike that her five-year-old brother, who's too small for that bike, is on. And I asked them, hey, what are y'all doing? And they just said, we're exercising. They're treating it like a stationary bike. I don't know, I don't know where they've seen a stationary bike, but, but they decided this is gonna be fun right now. So that's what they're doing. And I look back down at my emails. And then I think about what I just saw and I look back up and I say, these words that millions of parents have said before me right before something bad happens. I said, y'all be careful. Not even 15 seconds later, Grace decides she's done playing. And she doesn't mean anything mean by what she did. She just let go of the bike to walk away. Well, she let go and physics took over and the bike fell. Caleb still on it. And we're not sure if he hit the garage floor with his chin or if he hit the, the bike handle. But we, what we are sure of is that he stood up crying, he stood up bleeding, and he stood up needing to go to urgent care. Well, my wife, who was in the kitchen behind me, springs into action, and without hesitating, she just scoops him up and holds him, begins comforting him, begins telling him, it's going to be okay. She's not worried about the mess. She's not worried about the blood that's now on her shirt, about the tears, about the fact that our garage floor now looks like a CSI crime scene. She's just holding her son. And in the next few seconds, he begins to calm down. He stops crying. Why? Because he's in the arms of someone who adores him. He's in the arms of someone whom he trusts. And because of that, he has a peace over him. We're in week four, the final week of the series that we've been doing called Fear Not. And in the first week, uh, Jeff told us that while God might not calm the chaos around us, that he is able to sustain, he's able to calm the chaos within us. And then the next week, Tegan talked about disappointments, uh, reminding us that if our hope is in things that we desire, things that we want, that we'll end up being disappointed. But if that we are looking to Jesus in the resurrection, that not only will we not be disappointed, but that we can expect the expected. And then last week, Chase spoke about suffering. He said that we're going to suffer, but that we can go to others with our suffering and that we can go to Jesus with our suffering because Jesus is our hope. Our hope is in Christ alone. And this week, 
All right, last week, I want to talk to you guys about peace. You see, the problem is we seek for peace. We're all searching for peace, but we're looking for peace uh, uh, within this world, within the context of what the world has to offer. So for many of us, we are seeking peace in video games. We spend hours upon hours upon hours in front of a screen trying to get past level five in this world that's not even real so that we can, for a moment, ignore the world around us. For some of us, we turn to substances, to alcohol, drugs, to vaping, these things that seemingly take us away from reality. For a lot of us, we spend eight plus hours a day on social media, on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, scrolling, comparing ourselves, our lives to the lives of other people, wondering is their life really that much better than ours? Whatever your vice is to find peace, if it's of the world, then you've got to hear this truth, that what the world offers is temporary. It can't last. What the world offers us is gonna go away. Uh, Eventually, you're gonna go back to reality. Eventually, you'll beat the game. Eventually, your high will, will run out. Eventually, you'll stop scrolling because you realize that people's lives really aren't that much better than yours, if at all. What the world offers so often leaves us with more questions. But we still have to answer the question, where does our peace come from? And the answer to that question is that our peace comes from the truth, the life, the way. Our peace comes from Jesus. Jesus gives us peace that endures. Let me read to you what it says in John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. Jesus says, These things I've spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Matthew Henry wrote a commentary about these verses. And listen to what he says. He says, peace is put for all good. And Christ has left us all that is really and truly good. All the promised good. Peace of mind from our justification before God. This Christ calls his peace for he is himself our peace. The peace of God wildly differs from that of Pharisees or hypocrites as is shown by his humbling and holy effects. You see, Jesus is peace. And he gives us this peace by giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity. He gives us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit who justifies us, the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us, the Holy Spirit who reminds us of the truth that Jesus is our peace. Because as Matthew Henry says, Jesus is himself peace. His peace isn't temporary, it's everlasting. His peace is pure. His his peace is unchangeable. His peace endures. This isn't a guarantee. 
this isn't a guarantee that all of a sudden, if we come to him, that our disappointments will go away. This doesn't mean that we won't be anxious, that we won't be depressed or scared or fearful. fearful. And this doesn't mean that if you are still those things, that you aren't his. It doesn't mean that you're not a believer. No, what it means is this truth, that you are never alone because Jesus, to those whom he's called, gives the Holy Spirit who reminds us that he is peace. You are never alone because Jesus, because the Holy Spirit, because God is with you. And the reason that his peace endures is because he endures. Jesus endures and we can endure with him, but only because of this truth that Jesus gives himself to those who are his. Let me read to you what it says in John 10, starting in verse 14. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. You see, Jesus gives his life to his own. He lays down his life for his flock, for his sheep, for those whom he has called. He gives everything for them. He knows you, everything about you, the good and the bad, and he still looks at you and says, I love you how much that I'm gonna give myself to you. You see, Jesus doesn't owe you anything. He doesn't owe us his life, but he gives it freely. He gives it freely because he loves you. Uh, years ago, I had the privilege of, of serving at this Young Life camp, and I got to work with a singer-songwriter named Ryan Long. You're not going to hear any of his songs on Top 40 stations or even on The Fish, but he's an incredibly gifted singer and songwriter. But I think one of my favorite songs is the song he wrote called Give My Heart to My Brother. See, this song is, is about a young man who was born with a heart defect. And when he was young, he was told that his life wouldn't be like the other boys, that he wouldn't be able to run. And this leaves him feeling angry at God. He's angry at his situation, becomes angry at his parents, and at age 17, he runs away. Well, this young man has a younger sister who loves him very much. And after he's run away, her heart still longs for her brother. And in the song, it talks about a Valentine's Day where their dad gives her this heart-shaped box of chocolates. 
And she says, Dad, I, I don't want you to be disappointed, but give my heart to my brother. Well, fast forward, this same young man is at a party and the police show up and he takes off running. He soon collapses and is taken to a hospital. Well, when his sister finds out where he is, she gets in her car and she drives to the hospital before she gets there. She is blindsided by a drunk driver. And as she lays there with paramedics around her dying, her last words are, give my heart to my brother. He needs to come home. Because there's a lot of us here who hate that he's gone. Give my heart to my brother. He doesn't need to live alone. And with his gift from me, maybe he will see that he is loved. I don't want to pretend to know where you are in your faith journey. Maybe you're watching on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, but you need to hear this, that you can have a relationship with him. And the reason that you can have a relationship with him is because he has given his life for you, because he is crazy about you. He loves you. He says, give my heart to you. He wants to give his heart to you so that you will feel loved, so that you will not feel alone, so that you will no longer feel pain and hurt, disappointment, anxiety, depression, so that he wants to give you his heart so that you will feel peace, so that you will know that you are known, so that you will know that you are loved, so that when he gives his life, you can rise up with him and have eternal life. He desires a relationship with you. He gives his heart. He gives his everything for you for no other reason than, than that he loves you. What would it look like for you tonight to begin to reciprocate that life, to, that life, to surrender your life in love to the one who surrendered his life because he loves you, because he is love? You see, when you do that, there will be a peace that comes over you. Like I said, it doesn't guarantee that things are going to be good, that all of your, your pain will be taken away, but it guarantees that you will be with him forever. I want to conclude by reading what it says in Matthew eleven twenty five through 30. It says, at this time, at that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, to those whom Jesus has called, he says, bring me your pain, your hurt, your suffering. Bring me your yoke. Let me take this from you, and then you take mine, because in mine there is rest, in mine there is peace. He says, take my yoke, find peace in me. 
and we can find that peace in him, a peace that endures because he has given it to us freely, voluntarily. He's given it to us by giving up his life. I also don't want you guys to miss out on the beginning of the verse where Jesus says, these things are revealed to little children. Now, this isn't necessarily saying that you have to be a child to understand what Jesus is talking about. It just means you have to have a childlike faith, that you have to be able to trust him the way that children trust those who love them. But that being said, I do want to take a second and, and invite my children up to, to join me. You see, one of the things that we do as a family is, is we, we recite Psalm 23, the Jesus Storybook Bible version. And we'll say this together as a family. And as we say this together now, I wanna invite you to join us. Listen to the words because they're true. They're true for you and they're true for us as well. God is my shepherd, I am his little lamb. He feeds me, he guides me, he looks after me. I have everything I need. Inside my heart is very quiet, as quiet as lying still, in soft green grass, in a meadow, by a little stream. Even when I walk through the dark, scary, lonely places, I won't be afraid because my shepherd knows where I am. He is here with me. He keeps me safe. He rescues me. He makes me strong and brave. He's getting wonderful things ready for me, especially for me. Everything I ever dreamed of. He fills my heart so full of happiness, I can't hold it all inside. Wherever I go, I know God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love will go to. On behalf of Casa de Hood, on behalf of, of your watershed family, the staff and the leaders, we just want to say that we love you and we are praying for you and that we are here for you. Jesus, thank you so much that you give us a peace that is everlasting, a peace that endures, and that you give it to us because you gave yourself up for us. And Lord, I pray that tonight, if there's anybody listening who doesn't have a relationship with you, Lord, that they would begin one tonight, that tonight they would begin to know the peace that comes with being a child the Most High King. And Father, we pray for those who do know you, Lord, that we will be reminded because the Holy Spirit resides in us that you are peace and that you love us so much that you died for us. Father, we thank you for who you are and for what you've done.